Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave, here with me. We got Damien the Moose Williams and Anthony T.Y. Harrison. Uh, What's frankly, up? Fr- frankly, I'm insulted. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> yeah, it caught me off guard. Those were two people I don't think either Did of us want purpose. to be called. Yeah, neither of us. Well, they're, they're, they're the latest free agent signings, so that's... You gotta do better, You get what Dave. you get. You get what you get. I gotta do better? I'm, ups- I'm yeah. glad that it bothered you. Yeah. Mr. Damien. I mean, Damien Williams, <laughs> Damien Williams did win me a, a fantasy football championship. Oh God. When? Here we go. Well, not this past one, I guess the one, my second championship. I, uh, I picked him up off waivers before he was relevant. Mm. And then he won you. When was he that good that he won you the championship? The, the year that he's considered the Super Bowl MVP. That was two years ago, two years ago. But you didn't win a championship two you didn't years win, ago. You didn't win it that year. Uh, I, I won it two years ago. Yeah. What are you talking about there, Moose? Quit fabricating. Maybe you stories. He was on he my helped. team. Oh, yeah, so, but, but you didn't win it. Oh, maybe I, maybe I got my years mixed up then. Yeah. It's, but, when uh, you've won so many, like you have, I guess it, uh, it is all a blur, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> Just too many victories. And now, and now Moose has left. He's got, uh, oh, there you go. go. He, he's gone to get his trophy. To, to check the dates to check the actual dates that he's won the award the fantasy football championship i just i just have to go hey. double check yeah okay you good yeah i think so just well that, what a what a flex he gets well, up from the podcast takes his headphones off goes to dust uh, off the trophy i knew i wasn't going to be wrong about that because my only win was two years ago so i definitely knew you yeah did not and i keep track ago. of everyone else's wins so and you don't have back-to-back championships so that was not also yet. an indication yet I guess that's the next goal, Amos. Back-to-back championships. Oh, I mean, it's not a—it's not on my list of priorities, but it'd be nice. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> heck is that? Being humble—that's BS. I did not take that for humble. That was anything but humble. <laughs> well, I think he meant it sincerely. Like, like he—I think be, he tries to trick himself to believe that he doesn't want back-to-back tra- championships. Well, he made it sound so casual, like hey, you know, yeah, sure, you know, back-to-back. I'm, be nice, uh, but. You know, I I'd like somebody oh, else to, to who hasn't won it to win it. No, we don't and, want that. Uh, yeah, I want to try. I think this year I might just try out some new strategies. I'm just going to try out something this different. Is oh experiment. God. Yeah, that's this he's so worst. good. He's just going to yeah, experiment yeah. with uh, knowing our league. That will that'll work for you. My goal is to keep Moose off the next side of the trophy. Are we on to the next side? Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's going to be tough. Was that six years? Six years per side. No, it's eight years. Eight. eight. Oh, my God. Eight years we've been doing this in that one league. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we're getting up there. All right, guys. Well, um, on that pathway to one of us winning the championship, let's talk about some of these free agent signings, get ourselves ready for next season. So not as much action since, you know, we, we couldn't match the frenzy of last week where everyone shifted teams and got signed, but... We did have a couple of significant signings that we want to uh, want to get your input on. We had Damian Williams being signed by Anthony, your Chicago Bears. It seems like they're, I don't know, they're just trying to make one bad move after another. Like uh, in- you, you made a mistake. It's the Chicago Teddy Bears. Chicago Teddy Bears. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're right. The Chicago Teddy Bears have, have signed Damian Williams. Like they were in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. They don't get it. They signed Andy Dalton, which is, I know you guys think he'll he'll be an upgrade from Mitch Trubisky, but regardless, you know, after getting the fan base's hopes up with Russell Wilson, this is not what you want, the red rifle. Um, and then they let 
Kyle Fuller go, uh, their star cornerback. They let Cordero Patterson go. They're letting Akeem Nix potentially go. And now they signed Damian Williams. Like, what are they doing, Anthony? Well, I was telling you guys off air that um, the coach and especially the GM, they're going to get fired. They're going to get fired midway through the season or at the end. And it's just, it's awful. It's awful. I don't think, like you heard us talk last episode, I don't think Andy Dalton is a step back from Trubisky. But I think the defense is not going to be as good. So this no. is, I'm talking real football now. Yeah. So just yeah. as, as a whole, the, the defense is not going to be as good. Players are ticked off. Um, Allen Robinson is hundred percent not coming back next year. You make all this space and you sign Damian Williams and Desmond Trufant and Andy Alan Dalton. Robinson is, uh, is, what do you mean? hundred percent not coming back next year. He signed well, his franchise you, tag. Yeah. Right? Fr- franchise tag one year. But, oh, you mean the following year? Yeah. The following okay, year. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, There's one last thing. I heard um, a a blogger from Barstool uh, do his mock draft. uh, How how he thinks the mock draft is going to mock draft of the the rookie draft draft for the the NFL NFL rookie draft. draft, Yeah, and he does think there's going to be a three way deal with Chicago, uh, the Jets, and Seattle, and it has Andy Dalton coming to the. Uh, Andy Dalton. It has Sam, Sam Darnold come, going to the Bears. So, I mean, something like that could happen. I'm hearing no, talks no, that no. they're Sam trying Darnold to get... would go to Seattle in that case, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, listen. It, it's something crazy. But no, yeah. because uh, Seattle, they would get a first round pick and they would draft a quarterback. But I mean... Oh, they would get the Jets pick and they could draft yeah. Justin Fields. Okay. Well, yeah. Then, yeah. I could see that happening. But so, they... something crazy like that. But Anyways. I mean... And all, while we're on Chicago, they did... You know, there was controversy, not a little bit of controversy, but, you know, Andy Dalton came out. Remember, there was the they weren't sure who's going to be QB, the starting QB. And Andy Dalton came out and said, I was told I'm the starting QB. And finally, Chicago tweeted a picture of Andy Dalton, I guess, photoshopped with the Chicago Bears jersey in his number 14, saying QB one. So basically asserting he is our starting quarterback. So there won't be any controversy uh, there. So I don't think there ever was. No, right now there isn't. If they somehow pull off a trade and like draft one, oh, I don't yeah, have yeah. faith that they would draft a good one either because they haven't drafted or great no, quarterbacks just, ever. Yeah, but I, I was well, talking more about Nick Foles. Yeah, and in this, but in this potential three-way deal where they get Sam Darnold, then he would not be the QB one. It would be no. Darnold. Right? And they've done this yeah. to Mike Glennon before. Don't forget that they they signed Mike Glennon to oh, a yeah. massive deal, and they're like, he's our number one. And then Trubisky started. Okay, but Mike <laughs> and, Glennon is not Andy Dalton, right? But we know this, but they paid him a crap ton of money. So I don't know why the GM is still there. Uh, it's just insane. Insane. The, and poor Andy Dalton is coming into a situation where he's at, in the latter stages of his career. And this is going to be the worst offense he's been on and the worst O-line, I would assume. Like uh, Dallas uh, Cowboys last year, Cincinnati? he had Amari Kupu. Uh, Mark Cooper, Amari Cooper, <laughs> CeeDee Lamb, Mark. Michael Gallup. <laughs> he had Dalton Schultz. He had Ezekiel Elliott. What, it was a high-powered offense with Dallas. And in Cincinnati, he had A.J. Green all those years, um, uh, amongst others. Like, Chad Johnson was there, right, at one point. Like, he, this is going to be probably the worst offense he's he's had. And I feel like he's going to get sacked a ton. Yeah, but what are you, what are you saying? He got, he's got Allen Robinson. Allen uh, Robinson's great. Darnell, Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, pretty good. Yeah, David Montgomery, 
I mean, Tariq Cohen is yeah. he's a pass catching back who's good. Yeah. Cole, got, Komet. Uh, Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Good. But we'd have to say the worst the worst weapons he's had so far in his career. Well, uh, Mooney is promising. Allen Robinson, we said he's elite. So Allen Robinson's certainly elite. And, but if you compare uh, it to Dallas last year, uh, you know, Robinson's like Cooper, and then but they still had all those other weapons. I, I realistically, the thing for Andy Dalton is they need to protect him. He needs time. He just needs time in, in yeah. the pocket. That that's that's Andy Dalton. Yeah, which they give did, him time. They did do such happen. a great job of last year. But Trubisky was Trubisky was the best one, not the best one, but better than Foles at escaping some of the rush. He's he's mobile. Andy Dalton's not very mobile, so that's where it's gonna gonna be trouble. Anyways, fantasy relevance here for Damian Williams signing with Chicago. You know, I was pretty big on Damian Williams. I loved him in the Super Bowl. I loved him in that playoff run for Kansas City. I thought he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. And I was disappointed when he opted out. Totally understand for COVID. And I was really hoping he was going to go land somewhere where they need a running back, where he'd be in a timeshare. He'd be one of the top two guys or even the top guy, like uh, the Miami Dolphins, right? Somewhere somewhere like that. Um, even Pittsburgh, you know, uh, my, my Pittsburgh Steelers. Somewhere that really needs a running back. Atlanta, you know, with Mike Davis. There you go. There's a decent uh, average one-two punch. But he signs with Chicago. And now what this means is, to me, he's he's not going to be very relevant for fantasy barring injury and now david montgomery who uh finished the year at like number five and in, in half ppr number six uh four number four thank you on the year now he has david got to keep in mind david montgomery did that without Tariq cohen there and no other real running backs corderell patterson was in the backfield sometimes so now we have david montgomery Tariq cohen and damian williams and david montgomery thrived off of playing Poor rush defenses. That's where he ate up the second half of the season against like Green Bay Packers and Houston Texans. And he he was getting tons of action in the, in the pass game. So you got to figure that a lot of that's going to go to Tariq Cohen. And now Damian Williams is going to eat into some of his production. So I, I feel like David Montgomery, you know, and I'm saying this, it sucks because I have him in Dynasty and I was looking to trade him while his value was high. I think he's going to be maybe fringe RB2 status yeah I so think, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about damian williams eating into tyree cohen or you don't think so i, no, I think it's just more tyree cohen that uh, that affects him because his stats were 1070 yards rushing eight touchdowns 438 passing yards two touchdowns uh two receiving touchdowns so 438 from what i'm looking at the stats right now that is the second highest and i'm all the way down to like top 15 so that is definitely going to go down because his receiving our and his tar- and his targets right like his his catches that's that's yeah, the trouble. 60, you, and you're right that's mainly Tariq cohen that's going to take away from him so he's going to lose we always talk half point ppr if he's going to lose like the next guy was Na- uh naeem hines with 482 well he's the second david montgomery is the third mm-hmm. so and He's not also, a pass catching back. We're also making an assumption that Damian Williams comes back as Damian Williams. He's been out for a year. We've seen what that does to running backs. He's he, a year older. He's he been also out. has yeah. Yeah, seen what it does hit, to Lev Bell. He has a hit. Well, he has a history of weak knees. His knees could be a, an issue in the season as well. But what, uh, how does he feel about mom spaghetti? It's on his sweater already. Oh, okay. Let's just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say da- Damien Williams doesn't affect David Montgomery. It's just Tariq Cohen. So I I would drop him a bit because Tariq Cohen is coming back and it will eat into his re- receptions and okay. his targets. Yeah, because he really 
being a Dave Montgomery owner. He uh, and the little bit of rushing yards that Tariq Cohen will get. Like it's David not the Montgomery, rushing; it's really the catch. No, but catches, David yeah. Montgomery just got a thousand yards, a thousand seventy. So he goes right. under a thousand. Mm-hmm. It's not I the agree. best. I agree. All right. Anything else on Damian Williams or Chicago Bears related, Anthony? You want to do no, rant uh, or? I don't want to talk about my Bears till you know, the draft. Teddy the Steelers. Bears. The Steelers could always use fans. You know, we have. Uh, you know, you always see those terrible towels at uh, all sorts of away games. No, we've already mentioned this. The Bills are the second team because second that's team. like okay. the home team yeah. for us because well, we've seen them yeah. a lot in person. So, if I was going AFC teams, I'd you know if I I'd probably choose the Bills <laughs> in terms of who's going to be better next year. Um, all right, well, let's move on to that second signing, which is Ty Hilton re-signing with the Colts. First thing uh, Moose texted Ooh. us was, "Yeah, Boo is going to take away." Attention well, targets all, from first of all, I did not Colts. text. I did not text Boo. I said it's <laughs> it's un, it's going to be an unfortunate damper on some wide damper. receiver talent in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, specifically, you were thinking Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, maybe Zach Pascal. Yeah, right? even Zach Pascal. I mean, Zach yeah. Pascal had a couple of good games last season. A couple of good ones. So Ty's back with the Colts. It's good for Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz now has a reliable i mean ty hilton's reliable at least so for carson for fantasy relevance look things are looking good things are looking good for him great o-line um a veteran wide receiver they'll have you know two three tight ends whoever they decide to, to roll out well and how, you, how young, you feeling about your boy uh moiley cox he's... i love moiley cox but did he get uh he was tendered right they did a uh he was a he's restricted free agent but they get yeah they gave the second round tender so he's going to be there um, and Ertz is, they, Ertz is a tight end quarterback. Wentz. So you I were said. thinking you were, no, you said Ertz. You said Ertz. No, no that's okay. Sorry. You were thinking about, you were thinking <laughs> about thinking Zach Ertz and maybe he's Zach going Ertz. there, but he's not there yet. There yeah. Go. So, um, yeah, I don't see Moali Cox being like, he'd be good again. Good for Carson. Not good on his own. Uh, I, I think, I think T.Y. Hilton is a player to avoid at your draft. I think he'll be like AJ green in Cincinnati last mm. year. I think he's there to teach the young, the, the young receivers for one more year. He's going to be a safety blanket, maybe, or maybe not because once it's a new team for Wentz, maybe they might just have him working the most with the, the young receivers and T Y Hilton is just somebody that, you know, knows the playbook already is uh, a veteran and it just helps out Wentz a little more. Yeah. And well, the, let's, let's not sugarcoat this i think we can all agree oh well i was gonna say i think we can all agree (laughs) based on on past years that ty will probably miss several games yes and you know what i yes i've had i've had him on one of my teams in the past and it's he's one of those players that he'll start the game he'll which is worse he'll start the game and then he won't finish the game which is much much worse you want to avoid fancy players that are notorious for that um rather than just players who get injured. Because if a player's injured, at least, you know, you know, you put him on your IR, you put him on the bench. But a guy who's like playing through banged up stuff or gets hurt all the time and he's going to start the game, you're like, do I start him or not? You just don't want that stress in your fantasy season. So I too would avoid T.Y. Hilton. To me, the guy to target in Indianapolis is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Even though he (laughs) did not give up his number 11 jersey to Carson Wentz. Hey, why should he? Uh, Hopefully, yeah, why should he? Hopefully there's no bad blood, and uh, I really think he can emerge or should emerge as the number one wide receiver there. I think he's the most talented guy. He's a big body. We saw brief glimpses of it last season, and I think it's time to take that that second-year step up that we've seen a lot, a lot of good receivers take. 
don't know how you guys feel. No, I, I feel the same way. And why well, their whole receiver core, uh, Paris Campbell, super fast. Last season in the first game, he looked incredible. And unfortunately, you know, got into a, I believe it was a car accident and was, was no longer able to play. So hopefully he has a healthy season and we finally get to see what, what he's got to offer. Indeed. Speedster. Anthony, anything on that? No, I would say okay. Pittman, Pittman is the guy. Okay. And T.Y. is the veteran presence, but Indianapolis was entertaining and uh, had a visit from Sammy Watkins, who I don't know if they're thinking of adding him in addition to T.Y. Hilton or if they were looking at, you know, it's either him or T.Y. Hilton, but that is one of the de- places that Sammy Watkins was looking at signing. Uh, and the other one was Baltimore. And Sammy Watkins still remains unsigned. Moose, I think you have probably the probably the most heated opinion of Sammy Watkins. Uh, for me, Sammy Watkins before. and T.Y. Hilton, it's the, they're the, they're the same, exact same, same player yeah. for fantasy football. <laughs> you know, you might you might get points out of them. You might not. They they'll start the game. They might not end the game. Uh, Sammy Watkins is famous for his kickoff the season with forty five points, and then something huge, they, yeah. And then they just trickle on down. I remember you week. were a fan of you were you were on to Sammy Watkins before he kind of broke out in Buffalo way back when. I think that would, that might have been the first year I played fantasy football, and I was looking back at his games played, and Sammy misses a lot of games. Talking about yeah, but you will know he's not starting because he di- he does not play. <laughs> he's like yeah. he hasn't had a full season since I think maybe his rookie year. So there's another person to avoid. But do you think either Indianapolis or Baltimore could he be? Either could either of those destinations boost his fantasy relevance? I don't think so. I, I mean, no. if Patrick Mahomes can't do it, uh, is it can anybody? Question no one mark? can. <laughs> if Patrick can't do it, no one can. Uh, I think. I think Sammy. We've seen. We've seen the best of Sammy. Yeah. And My, uh, the, the only case I would. I probably agree with you. And uh, I get that that Patrick Mahomes, if he can't do it, no one can. But when you look at Kansas City. How many other weapons are there, right? It's Travis Kelsey. It's Tyreek Hill first. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then it was even McCole Hardman. And at some points, Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Sammy Watkins was was never one of the top options. But on Baltimore, I think he'd be, oh, he'd be, you know, it would be Mark be Andrews. Enough. It'd be Mark Andrews. And then it'd probably be Sammy Watkins. I don't think Marquise Brown is has proven to be a lead receiver. He's more of a speed guy. Yeah, but so he's like a yeah. younger Sammy Watkins. Okay, I just don't think a banged up Marquise Brown is better than a healthy Marquise Brown. Gotcha. So they're too similar. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Sammy Watkins' thing. He's he's lightning fast. But I just but don't. But it's like he catches a 70-yard touchdown, and then he's out the next game. <laughs> he's gone. That's it. That's it for me. Did my work. It's like a Deshaun Jackson move. That's it. So Ooh, Deshaun Jackson signed with the Rams. I think we mentioned that in the podcast, but he signed with the LA Rams. We did. We did. Okay, good. Uh, I I think the most concerning thing is that no wide receiver wants to go to Baltimore. I mean, this is a whole nother topic now. Well, is that the case? I mean, we don't really know. Who who were they courting? They were courting maybe T.Y. T. Y. Hilton, T. Y. Sammy Hilton. Watkins, Juju. Yeah. And Galladay. they all offered more than what they signed. Like all these guys, well, except for Sammy Watkins, signed for less than what Baltimore was offering. Mm. Right. Juju signed a one-year, $8 million contract. Though, I saw that T.Y. was on the 
Pat McAfee show and saying like he, you know, he prayed about it and he thought about it and he re- like his heart is in Indianapolis. He doesn't want to leave the Colts. So that's why he signed for less there. So it's not, it might not be a business decision or a football decision as much as it's a family decision in the right spot for him. And Juju was like, Hmm, who can tolerate my TikTok videos? Well, Chase Claypool and Pittsburgh already said that already showed that they can. So, um, yeah, I think Juju uh, Juju didn't get a lot of offers. I know there was Baltimore, but I think he was surprised to see that. And oh, the Chiefs, I'm, the Chiefs offered him something. But uh, did they? I, yeah, I agree with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown says Juju Smith-Schuster is not a number one wide receiver on any. He, no, he's not. Team. He's not. And I, I agree. Like I, he's a I slot. Think, he's a good slot receiver. Right. Baltimore was looking for a number one wide receiver. Juju would have helped, of course, but wasn't wouldn't have been the answer. I think they dropped the ball like if they could have got Galladay or Allen Robinson. But of or course, even like for for less a less expensive option like Corey Davis, you know, a couple players. Like yeah. Get a yeah. couple players or but why, I think they I think Nelson the, Aguilar. Why couldn't they get Nelson Aguilar? You know, or point, someone like point that. I'm making is that they tried. No one right. wants to go to Baltimore. Right, which is because they because they know that they're not they're not going to throw a lot, and then when they are throwing, it's Lamar. And <laughs> but a lot of these guys, yes, part of their concern is stats, and because that's going to determine their next contract. But it's also winning; they want to win. Like uh, most players want to want to win, right? So maybe that's the other alarming thing is that they don't think they can win in Baltimore. But I I doubt that. But but it's crazy. Like I I, I think there's some truth to that, and. Some not because you could have gotten a Curtis Samuel because they he went to Washington. Washington's yes. a run first team, and Baltimore is way more of a Super Bowl contender oh, than they Washington. They were a run first team. No, Washington. I think Rivera. Well, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. I think uh, Moose hinting at our. They said it on Reddit segment. I think um, Ron Rivera had the inside track with Curtis Samuel, having coached him and been in Carolina. So right. I think that was set in stone. Um, the other unsigned wide receiver as of now, big name is Antonio Brown, who, you know, has so much drama surrounding him, but was uh, very well behaved last season, did his eight game suspension and then signed with Tampa Bay. We never heard a peep out of him. There was nothing on social media, no drama, goes and wins the Super Bowl, catches a touchdown in the Super Bowl and was very useful. He looked, you know, not like his old self in Pittsburgh, but he looked good. Do we see another team besides Tampa Bay potentially signing him? I don't I don't think so because of all the aforementioned drama. I think <laughs> I think all the court dates line up for next season. <laughs> the aforementioned drama. Love it. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree with Moose, but uh Th- there'd the, be no there'd be no point in signing him for him just to be kicked out of the league. Right. But if he does if he does get signed somewhere, I hate to stay on topic with the team we were just talking about, but Baltimore, I re- like I remember last year, Lamar Jackson wanted Antonio Brown to come to Baltimore. So I don't think John Harbaugh would, uh, is it Jim or John? John. Oh, I always mix them up. I think it's John in Baltimore. Jim is Michigan. Yeah. Now yeah. he was San Francisco. John, yeah. John Harbaugh, I don't think wants to deal with that BS. So, but I mean, I think the only people that would put up with Antonio Brown drama right now are the Bucks or maybe Baltimore or well, rumors? Russell rumors that, Wilson yeah, and say. the Seattle Seahawks. Oh yes, Seattle and that Seahawks one came out recently. Yeah, and they just got last... rid of uh, they just got rid of David Moore. Right, David. Uh, where did David Moore sign? Jacksonville. Did everyone sign in Jacksonville? 
I honestly don't know because I feel like it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville signed every wide receiver that like a, is kind of mediocre. He's a touchdown bullshit. Set. More like David he Less. <laughs> he's young. David Moore's a young uh, receiver. Yeah, so uh, still developing. So that, yeah, please do check that Anthony where he is because who knows? That could be a deep, deep sleeper. Um, but yeah, getting back to Seattle. No, Moose shaking his head. No. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson did off-season workouts with Antonio Brown at his like private football field that Russell has uh, in his home at his home. So there's that connection. I think Russell wants him. And if Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are going to work this thing out and and see it through, it means that they're going to have to start to listen to Russell Wilson a little bit, which could mean he has more of a say, and that that could lead to Antonio Brown going there. If he goes to Seattle, I think it's I think it's great for really good for Russell Wilson. I think it'll be good for him, and I really think it's good for DK Metcalf because I think having Ty Lockett and Antonio Brown there to take a lot of attention away, I think DK becomes, you know, with one-on-one coverage, I don't think there's anybody outside of Jalen Ramsey that can cover DK one-on-one. So I would love to see that as a someone who has DK in Dynasty. <laughs> I would be okay with that. You guys, Anthony, you checked it? I don't see it anywhere. David Moore, he's, so, he, he's not big enough news. It's not big enough news. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll find it out for our listeners. I find Chris Conley news, but. And if Antonio Brown resigns with the Bucks, do we see that as a positive or Uh-oh. a negative? Signs with fantasy? Carolina. Carolina. David Moore's in Carolina. Okay. With Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Okay. So let's say Antonio Brown resigns with the Bucks. Do we see that as good or, or bad? Good. Good for, for fantasy? For, for who? For him for, as an individual, or for everybody for him on the and team? for and then the other fan for Mike Evans, for Godwin, for Gronk, for Brady, for everybody I mean, else, for it doesn't Brady. hurt because it's just another weapon and another distraction. Um, I mean, it's for it's also, fantasy relevant. Target, yeah, I'd like. Yeah, to me, if Brown goes back to the box, it it can't help uh, Evans and Godwin. And you got to figure there's also Scotty Miller, there's Tyler Johnson, there's Gronk, there's OJ Howard coming back. Cameron Brait, what whichever running backs they employ, too much. It'll be great for Brady. You know, if Brady has, if at all the weapons Brady has right now, currently, he's looking like a good quarterback option, like a late round draftable quarterback option next year. And if Antonio Brown's added on that, easy. That's great for Brady. But for the for Evans Godwin, it, it can't help. I think too much competition. It's too much, Anthony. It's too much. It's just too much. I, I, I don't <laughs> think so. I think he's no? on all his right. way out anyways. Like he, he, for him as an individual for fantasy, I'm, nobody, nobody should draft him. You should avoid him. There's avoid him. Really? I yeah, would also agree with late, that. Yeah, just a late round. There's so many other draft people pick? I'd rather have than yeah. Antonio Brown. Okay. He's like maybe he will be like half the time the fourth option, half the time the third option. If he's on it's the box, Mike yeah, Evans and Godwin. Yep. Then it's either Scotty Miller or Tim or even the tight end. So it's. They're not going to make yeah, him the, the number one guy. The running backs, yeah. If he if he ended up on my team somehow, I wouldn't be upset. But that I'm right. not targeting him in any way. No. I'm not going into any draft to trying to get him. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. I get it. If he's on Seattle, it might be different for me. But yeah. Okay. Um, last signing that we're going to talk about happened just today. We're coming to you guys on Thursday, March 25th. And Adam Humphreys, former Tennessee Titan wide receiver has signed with the Washington football team. Do we think Adam Humphreys has any fantasy relevance? And what does this mean for Washington as a whole? I mean, yeah, 
I think he could easily be their third wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Third, so Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Do you put Logan Thomas in that equation as tight end? Uh, yeah, Thomas. I, I, I need to see another season from Logan Thomas from though, Logan? because okay. yeah. he had, uh, you know, Alex Smith as his quarterback. The ball wasn't yep. going downfield. We all knew that. So, uh, <laughs> so with Fitz magic, it might be different. <laughs> uh, well, I think so. Okay. But I mean, I also think that Logan Thomas use- can also go downfield. Well, that's he, what I'm saying. They yeah, could definitely yeah. utilize Logan Thomas as well, but I'm not, I'm not stamping anything until I see more from him. Logan Thomas, former uh, college quarterback, Logan Thomas, by the way, he's, he's athletic. Uh, in fact, I'm willing, I'll put this beer bet out there. This is an automatic take for you guys. Beer bet. Logan Thomas throws a touchdown pass next season. You got to take that. What are the odds? It's tough. You don't see that a lot. What's, tight what's, what's the bet? I'm betting that Logan Thomas throws a touchdown pass next season. Okay. I take that bet. Yeah, that's great. I, t- I take it too. Okay. So double, you give me double odds? Yes. Okay, great. I love it. Um, that's just a little side thing. <laughs> Moose is so concerned. He's like, yeah. Well, you're trying to out wild man me. <laughs> yeah, this is your thing. Like, ah, I think it's fun. Let's see, let's see if I, I can make every more game, wild, now a more every wild game, man take than Jamichael Hasty. And now every Washington game we're going to be watching, we're going to be like watching Fitzmagic and all this action. And like every time Logan Thomas gets like an end around or something, you're going to be like, oh my God, is he going to throw? Is he going to throw? It's going to be great. It's going to be hard to beat uh, Moose's bold, bold beer bet. Uh, I think it would because, have been bolder if he said like, oh, uh, here we go. Are you talking about Jermichael Hasty? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better if he said, you know, went all in on Jermichael Hasty. But he be, had it exactly right that there was going to be enough injuries that Jermichael Hasty would start one game. It's okay, Moose. I give you kudos. Thank you, Anthony. I don't. I don't. Oh, on the San Francisco okay. note, Kevin Coleman. <laughs> Tevin Coleman signed with, I believe, the Jets. Yeah. Did he officially sign? I think so. Oh, is he, was he not signed? Oh, no, he I'm signed. Sorry. He yeah. signed. Tevin Coleman with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Finalized. Yeah, he is signed. Yeah, with uh, reuniting with Robert Sala. So. I also does do not get excited about this. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not excited about it. His He had 1.9 yards per carry <laughs> last season. Did he actually? How many negative yards did he have then to get 1.9? No, that's, I mean, that's just, uh, he's not, he, he had his time. And I just, I just don't think it's in him anymore. I mean, Anthony was just talking pre-podcast most before he came on about how he's getting out there running again. And based on his 5K time, I'd say he could at least get two yards per carry in the NFL. So 1.9. Yeah, you. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than, more than 1.9. Just give him one carry, gets outside, gets two and a half yeah. yards, boom. I think it was, it was something like, uh, probably get the numbers wrong here because I'm trying to remember them. But it was like uh, 58 yards on 26 carries. That sucks. Yeah. That's brutal. He's fast, though. But anyways, um, we got sidetracked. We were talking about Adam Humphreys in Washington. So, Moose, you see him as potentially relevant there. He, he's a good, easy, reliable slot receiver. He, he was decent, but he's he's a late round type of guy. But what I want to know is, is do we like do we like Washington's offense more and more? Are they are they do we think based on these signings, Curtis Samuel? Adam Humphreys. Do we think Lamar Miller, by the way, is there as an extra running back? Do we think they're going to kind of like Buffalo made that transition last year? Most that you called. Do we think they're going to throw the ball more? I I think so. Yeah. But okay. uh, Washington is a team that I am. 
outside of Terry McLaren and and maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick if you if you need to. Fitz I, magic. I, I do not. Fitz magic. I do not want to target Washington players because they're obviously trying to rebuild something. I mean, even when Cleveland had uh, you know a, a whole list of fantastic names, you know they really they really struggled to to get things going. And Washington, you know, same kind of thing. They're a team that struggled in the past. Sure, they've got some they got some you know really good talent on the team now, but I don't think they're going to, you know, jump right into it and be absolutely amazing. The only one I would say is Terry McLaurin gets a bump. He finished 20th and I, and we, everybody's heard us talk endlessly about him and he's one of Moose's fave guys. Um, He's very talented, talented, Terry, very talented, Terry. And uh, (laughs) Terry. (laughs) Yeah. He he finished 20th in half point PPR last year. I I think he will be higher. Gotta be, gotta be. For sure. He doesn't yeah. have Alex Smith throwing to him. Yeah. He's got Fitz yeah. magic. They're going to make Fitz magic. They're going to make Mick Fitz magic. Now that being said, so Moose already indicated he wants to wait and see outside of Terry McLaurin and Ryan Fitz magic. He wants to take a wait and see approach on the Washington offense in that Washington offense is of course, standout rookie running back Antonio Gibson. And that leads us into where they set it on Reddit segment for the day. Moose, can I get a little, uh, little music? I I don't know what I was going to do. You do your little song. They said, they it, on said it on Reddit. All right, that's decent. Oh, if you want, um, <laughs> we'll get uh, we'll get Devin to turn that into something epic. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. The user on Reddit <laughs> is user <laughs> Zingon Z H I N G O N, and Zingon posted uh, the case for and against Antonio Gibson, and is basically outlining. He could be undervalued or he could be overvalued and the case for and against him. In I'll short, the, I'll do the case against. Okay, go oh. ahead. Well, no, you guys do the case for, then I'll do the case against. Do we want to quickly s- sum- summarize what uh, Zingon has said here? Or do we want to do, sure. just jump into our own thing? So just quickly, uh, the case for, according to Zingon, is Ron Rivera and how he used Christian McCaffrey in the Carolina offense and how he has already said and stated he wants to use Antonio Gibson in a similar fashion. So great volume, uh, a bell cow back. Antonio Gibson has the size and makeup of a bell cow back and was excellent at breaking tackles and yards per carry and at runs of 10 plus yards. Uh, the case against him is in the passing game, the fact that J.D. McKissick is there to steal a lot of the passing work and the fact that Pro Football Focus graded uh, his rushing, Antonio Gibson, as elite, 85.3, but his receiving as average, 63.6. Uh, and the fact that we have no idea, as Moose mentioned, how this offense will go now that Fitzmagic, Curtis Samuel, and you can add Adam Humphreys are there. So case for and against. Moose, do you want to add on? Nope. I was just going to go. I was just going to use his case against. Okay. And what do you, what do you, what do you agree with most there? That they're they're going to turn into a pass heavy team. Okay, you think so, huh? Well, they've just invested in two more wide receivers mm-hmm. and a and a quarterback who can throw the ball, who loves to throw the ball, sling it, and his beard, and his, and his beard, abracadabra. And uh, so it's one thing one thing to take from this. I think it's important. A lot of podcasts, a lot of people on Twitter, these things they they always fail to mention this first. Uh, Antonio Gibson's going to be a good pick. If you pick him, you're not going to be upset. Mm-hmm. but 
there, you know, every player comes with a, a, but something could happen. And well, that's, I, that's where the running backs get their power is from the, butt. from the, butt, from the glutes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. glutamus max. I think, I think one of the big things here is that his stats could potentially be inflated. You know, last year quarterback situation, you know, they're oh, covering, they're covering, they're covering Terry, they're covering Terry, da- <laughs> they're covering Terry downfield. Alex Smith wasn't throwing the ball more than like 15 yards. Um, you know, it was just check down after check down. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I think Antonio Gibson could have a good year, but I think there is going to be, here's everyone's favorite word, some regression. Regression, by the way, interesting term. It can mean positive <laughs> or negative. It just means returning to the average or the, the mean. So just FYI. Continue. Well, I think, go ahead. That's how I meant it. So yeah. for me, I think it took it took a few games for everyone to see Antonio Gibson's full talent last season. I think he started off a little slow, average, and then he really picked up. And then of course he got hurt and Washington was also bad. So I think I think he could have been better, in my opinion. When I'm looking at his um fantasy points per game, he had uh you know, he, he had some moments where he was put up seven points for a couple of weeks back to back, and then he like shot up. So yeah. the reason why I think, one, that he will be a high, he will finish high up in the running back rankings is because I think a lot of situations got worse for other running backs. But as far as his talent, um, I think Ron Rivera still is a a coach that wants to run the ball. And we see teams, we've talked about teams like, wait, 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 the Minnesota Vikings that Moose has mentioned, where I said, don't worry about the receivers, but Moose is like, they're a run first team, but look at how well their receivers do. So I think Antonio Gibson is going to take a step up. The receivers will play well as well, uh, play well, yeah, as well. Um, That worked, it worked for me. Fitzpatrick will air the ball out to them, but Antonio Gibson, I think with, more weapons around will just, you know, open things up for him a little bit more. In, in those first few weeks where he, he wasn't doing so hot, as you mentioned, uh, who is the quarterback? Dwayne Haskins. He was slinging it downfield, right? But you can also argue he's a rookie with no OTAs, no training camp, getting right. his footing, right? That's where we look at all the rookie running backs, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Um, but, all, but also with Antonio Dwayne Haskins Gibson. there. First week, 5.4, but then it was 11.7, 11.5, 20.8. So not terrible weeks for a rookie that had no OTAs and like the, the training camp. And, so. and Gibson really didn't make his, this is what uh, user Zingon on Reddit has said here on Reddit, is that he didn't really make a lot of his his points in the receiving game. You know, Jaden McKissick was, was a lot of that. So he did that well. He think he was running back four or five before he got injured with turf toe towards the end of the season turf toe happens to anybody it gets the best of us so but you know i, guess, I think I guess, we can expect him to be just just off of rushing he's he's going to be fantastic next yeah, year. but i don't think we i don't think he's going to get that as many touches some of those touches are going to curtis samuel okay now here's the other case but that's make. that's a that's a fact if if the offense definitely if the offense is better as a whole and they're sustaining drives and they're scoring more there's more fantasy points to go around. So although there are more um, people to, to to live, right, so if. So it is still a risk because we you're right, Moose. We don't know how this offense is going to play out. But if the offense is better, then there's more points and more 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 fantasy for, for everyone. 
know, more love to go around. And I think Antonio Gibson will benefit from that. I think, listen, he's he's not a lock like a lot of these other running backs, but as far as as upside, he's he's way up there on my list. And he's someone I would look to target. And you might be able to get him at the price of an RB2 in your draft, maybe even a late RB2, but he has RB1 upside. So I like him. <laughs> And the and he's clearly the number one over there. He finished the year with seven hundred ninety five rushing yards, which is in thirteen in fourteen games, right? In fourteen games, which is yeah. along the same lines as Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis, guys that didn't play the whole year. If mm-hmm. he plays the whole year and he has second, uh, he has one year under his belt. Uh, like I mean, it's very hard for him not to do well. And like I, I was mentioning mentioning before we talked about guys like josh jacobs that has a worse situation now who i ranked oh, ahead yeah. of him who gibson's i dropped below. ahead of gibson's David ahead Mo- of jacobs now for me david for montgomery sure. who we talked about before he's gonna lose gibson uh, but i don't i don't ne- i don't necessarily think he's in a better situation now you, you you're you're presuming that he's in a better situation well that's my opinion your opinion is that he's not i think that it is because you also use curtis samuel can take away from him what Corderell Patterson was rushing had a lot of rushing plays with just David Montgomery there. He replaced Tariq Cohen, so that's the same situation. Curtis Samuel will be more effective in the passing game, but as far as rushing, there were some games that Corderell Patterson had like twenty fantasy points because he ran most of the game. So I would uh, th- I think, say I think it's. You a, gotta, I think you got to double check that one. Were those? I think those are games where David Montgomery was injured, maybe. No, was because no. with the return yards, I had I had Coral Patterson in one of our leagues. I paid was it very David, David, David Montgomery. David, we can go check it right now. But David Montgomery made oh, all maybe. of his made all of his points in the back half of the season, like the last six games where he, he just went on a crazy game. streak. Right. Uh, Montgomery went on a crazy streak where he was playing. It, it coincided with him getting all the touches and him also playing against horrible run defenses. And he just dominated for for like six game stretch there. And that's, that's how he finished running back four because with so many injuries to the running back position, that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes is you string together six games and you're in, you're in the top five. So it was after the bye week in week 11, he faced green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, green Bay, literally the worst rush defenses for fantasy that you could have, or the best options is another way to put it that you can face as a running back. And he scored 22, 25, 23, 28, 19, and 23 fantasy points. That was David Montgomery. Those last six weeks made his whole year. So I'll give you the numbers too. So Cordero Patterson had 64 rushing attempts, 232 yards. And I'll check Curtis Samuel, but you guys can keep talking. Anyways, uh, we got a little bit off track there, but um, I'm saying is uh, don't, I wouldn't, I, if I, even if I did draft him, I would not expect last year's numbers to be replicated. So do you think Kurt, he's undervalued or over overvalued? What do you put? I think, I think right now people are overvaluing him. Okay. Anthony. And uh, Curtis Samuel, just to say four, 41 rushing attempts, 200 yards. So on Carolina, pre- yeah, pr- pretty much the same. So um, I think he's under, uh, well, I think people are overvaluing. Oh, that, that goes him. against your argument, Anthony. That's, no, that's what? worse for you. No, I said it's the same thing as Cordero Patterson and David Montgomery. Yes, which proves my point that but Antonio David Gibson Montgomery will lose touches. But David to Montgomery Curtis was Samuel. yeah, but David Montgomery. I David was saying Montgomery that David Montgomery was fourth overall, and it didn't affect him. So I'm saying Antonio Gibson with another year. That was also David Montgomery's sophomore year, which is what Antonio Gibson is going into. Oh, okay. 
So, so I, I I don't know how the public is is valuing him, but I I know that there's a big he has a big fan base within the fantasy community. So I yeah. I would say he's being valued probably more towards his upside and thus maybe a little bit more overvalued. Um, but we'll see come draft time. I like him. I really like him. But well, you guys, it's all uh, about prefaced, where you get these guys in the draft. As we prefaced, he's very talented. And if you got yeah. him, you, you won't be upset. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. We're just, uh, we're just having a discussion. Yeah. So, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I'm on vacation. I'm on spring break. Spring break. Woo! We, and, we did know this. Uh, okay, good. I don't know if our listeners knew it. So I got uh, four or five days off here. So I am enjoying, I'm indulging in a Thursday beer. So no water jokes for me. And I walked over to the brewery nearby where I am. And I got a little Greenleaf Brewing Company. And I downed a Bitterleaf IPA, 8%. That's what was consumed in the preamble of the show and first part of the show. And it was strong, but delightful. And then now I'm enjoying a Bronze Age Amber Lager. Kind of makes me think of uh, Age of Empires, one of my favorite uh, computer yes. games growing up. So that's what I'm hitting. What are you guys drinking? Uh, Heineken, classic. I've got... Uh, oh, it's true. I forgot. You had the 50, 50 pack. Yeah. 50 Heineken beers on the wall. <laughs> how, how many have you gone through there's, already? There's, uh, I think there's about uh, 47 left to go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And we'll track it. Let's track it. For me, another new one. Are you guys impressed? Anthony. I know. Applause? Moose is not a very. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to clap. It, it's going to come through the microphone poorly. I clapped. I clapped. Oh, I'm wow. sorry. I was, that was me clapping if you heard that weird noise. Such a grumpy pants. But um, no, I'm just messing. Um, Saint Ambroise Session IPA. So this is a brewery that's beside pretty close to where I live. Um, it's okay. It's a 4.5% IPA. So, I mean, they it, are, it might as well be a light beer. At that it's almost, almost rest time. Yeah. It is almost rest time. Could they potentially be, which is a patio for all our non-Quebec listeners, could they potentially be a uh, Uncle Nick's pick in the future, St. Ambrose Brewery? Oh, it, it could be. It, I don't it know. It's always be. a surprise. Okay. okay. I'm very much looking forward to that. I like that. Either way, we should get them get them involved but i like it oh boy oh and i think they moose i don't know if you remember this when jordan yourself and i were is this is this an is this appropriate for the podcast yes okay it's pg it it, it involves fantasy football we were you and i were berating jordan on a subject that i believe that if it was a beer bet we would have lost i think we were talking about Antonio Brown and how high he was going to finish. And you and I were just yelling at Jordan in a drunken trance. And then there were a couple waiters on the terrace that were like listening to us. And they're like, are you guys talking about fantasy football? I don't, rem- <laughs> yes. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. They were don't like think- intrigued by the conversation, but we were very tank housed. Like, tank yeah. housed. Wow. That's I quite- imagine if we were sitting in the sun all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you. Beers. Sun and beers. Well, I look forward. I look forward to a time where we can do that together again, guys. And that's anyway. a little foreshadowing. Tank House for a beer. Well, Dave, you seem confused, but it's yeah. a Tank beer House I have is, first. is a beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, but okay. I was saying foreshadowing, so I have one. I like for, it. Uh, now you've ruined the foreshadowing. One of the upcoming yeah. podcasts. But I didn't like the confused faces. Gotcha. I mean, well, I, eventually I just, we go, oh, okay. I, just I just didn't understand what you were foreshadowing. I didn't know if you were to crack it open suddenly or. That would have been better. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, yeah, hopefully, and I'm on, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi here. So hopefully I came through clear if they're, if the audio is so, so then I do apologize. Uh, and that is why, but Moose. Yeah. I have uh, some to say since we always talk about a little bit about pop culture a little yeah. bit at the end here. I know we're going, yeah. we're going on a little bit longer, but if, if our listeners have listened this far and uh, they grew up in the, in the Pokemon era, um, I flipped on Netflix the other day and I saw detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. So I, I popped it on. I was like, Oh, let's see what this is all about. Um, Ryan Reynolds voices Pikachu Voiced by Ryan Reynolds, Vancouver resident. Yep. Yeah. It, and I only watched about half an hour of it. It was pretty good. It looked, it looked pretty <laughs> you only cool. Watched half hour of a movie, but you're promoting it. Yeah. Okay. But, it, but I'm saying it, it looked really good. The story was so far intriguing mm. and the Pokemon are really well done. Like and they don't look like they're out of place in, in the world. Right. Right. They right. look, they look very seamless. They look real. Um, Did you have something to do with that, Moose? I didn't. I didn't. The the studio I worked at uh, was working on it. We did. I think we did some of the fur for Pikachu. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, it uh, it looks super cool. And like I said, the story thus far has uh, has held up. And it's it's not it's not entirely a kids movie because, you know, Ryan Reynolds is pretty inappropriate as Pikachu. It's, It's funny. And Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. He's just like I everything he does, I find him funny. Even just talking normally, it's actually hard to take him yeah. seriously sometimes because he's just hilarious. He's yeah. so good. So yeah. I give it a shot. I mean, I'll eventually watch the rest of it. But so what, far, what uh, pretty pleased. Pretty pleased with uh Well, well with we got Pokemon. something to look forward to for Sunday's podcast. Our next episode will air Sunday, and it'll be the re- the full review, movie review for Moose on Detective Pikachu. Are you are you and making in, me watch in, it before in, Sunday? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and in since we're on the theme of reviews, please do go and give us an iTunes review if you're listening on Apple, uh, and follow us on our social media, Three B Fantasy Pod on uh, at that's at Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Three B Fantasy Pod. Love it, guys! What a great episode! I had fun. A lot yes. of fun. <laughs> and Moose, you, list viewers can't see, listeners can't see yet, but Moose is wearing his Patriots shirt. I'm wearing my Steelers shirt. Anthony, of course, not in his Chicago Bears shirt because he is just distraught as a Bears fan. Just, uh, Go Bills. Vexed. Be- uh, a metal band shirt. Yeah, it's not bad. It's cool. I mean, you're cool. You're a cool guy. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to next Sunday, guys. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.